Hello, and welcome to Calming the Chaos Podcast, where we talk with people around the world who can help you find peace in a chaotic world. I'm your host, Tracy Canella, licensed mental health counselor, certified eating disorder specialist, and advanced clinical hypnotherapist. Calming the Chaos Podcast is for those who want self-help resources and education. It's not a substitute for counseling or psychotherapy. So if you like what you hear, please subscribe and share it with your friends. Thanks so much for listening. And now, let the chaos begin. In this episode of Calming the Chaos, I am here with Vivian Cobb. She is an author and she is a, a virtual and in-person public speaker. Uh, she recently had a TEDx talk that she did in uh, Manitou Springs, and she is gonna talk a little bit about that. Today, we are gonna be talking about being empowered through all the chaos that's happening in the world today. Well, maybe not all of the chaos, but we'll definitely touch on some subjects uh, that uh, Vivian can help us maneuver through because I just know that she'll have some helpful tips and tools for us. I really am very excited to have Vivian join us today. So welcome, Vivian Cobb. Hi. Hey there. Thanks for joining me today on Calming the Chaos. This is so cool to have you here. You are so welcome and it's an honor. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's start with you introducing yourself, telling us a, a little bit about yourself and what you do. Okay. Uh, well, as you mentioned, I'm Vivian Cobb. I am an international inspirational speaker. Uh, I speak virtually and also in person, which is, of course, my favorite way. But with COVID and everything, you never know. Sometimes you're on, on Zoom and sometimes you're not, but uh, definitely love to go be with my audience when I present. Uh, and I'm also a, a an emotions advocate, which means that I advocate for our emotions as humans. We that's our superpower. And we get all kinds of really mixed messages about what we're supposed to do with our emotions. So I'm out there uh, on a mission to help people embrace all of them. And we're going to talk about more about that, I'm sure. So and I'm here in Colorado Springs, Colorado, uh, where it is a beautiful sunny day, but a little concerning because we have not had snow and it's almost Christmas. We have no snow, which is very unusual. So it just proves how dry everything is right now in this part of the country anyway. <laughs> wow, Colorado Springs has not had any snow yet. Mm -mm. Interesting. We just had some snow this morning here in Washington State, and I was like, "Oh my goodness, it's all melted now, and none of it's stuck." But you know what? It, yeah, it's yeah, it's usually. really unusual. We have Pikes Peak here, and usually it's white. It's usually white starting in September, and it's still bald. So, and that's our major source of water uh, in the spring. So we are way, way behind on snowfall. No, it, is this causing you any chaos, Vivian? Just thinking about that because we are yes. thinking about chaos. It's concerning is, me. 
I can tell. I can kind of see that you are. And I didn't yeah. know about that. And of course, if you, the more you know, the more chaos you know, right? It's it's yeah. kind of like even with uh, you know in our news when we when we find out information, if if you know that your water supply is coming from a snowpack that hasn't come yet, then yeah, yeah reason it just, to be. That's going to be. I, I mean, uh, we already were in a drought, but this is just really emphasizing it. Mm -hmm. Even the ski areas in uh, the mountain ranges are like Breckenridge is only 13% open because there's no snow. And uh, so, yeah, it is a concern. For are sure. you having are you having any emotions about uh, what's going on or what's <laughs> not going on? If we were talking about that. Yeah, most of course, you know, like, well, as you pointed out, uh, our world events, of course, cause us emotion. And there are so many things going on right now. Mm -hmm. uh, so much loss. It's incredible how many people are losing people. Uh, I have friends who I have a girlfriend who just lost both her parents on the same day from one from a heart attack, the other one from COVID. I mean, it's it's incredible what we're going through emotionally right now. Absolutely. Yeah. So for well, sure. Yeah. And and I'm that that's one of the reasons why I'm really excited to have you with us today is, is because these things that happen in our world cause us to have emotions. And and your claim to fame here is embracing them all. Right? Yes. Lock stock and barrel. <laughs> Which is kind of not what people want to hear. They don't want to hear about having to embrace what what we have termed negative emotions. Mm -hmm. I call them necessary emotions, like our anger and our worry and our fear and our angst and our anxiety, all those kinds of emotions that we are taught in our society to numb or not look at which in my opinion has caused a lot of where we are today um, because we can't artificially be happy all the time. It's just not the natural order of things. And as we are finding out more and more, the more we screw up the natural order of things, the more out of whack things become. And I think that's across the board, whether it's with our our world and our environment and all the other things, it's, it, it's the same thing with us. If we are not doing the natural thing and the natural thing is embracing every emotion that we have and not, and, but our society teaches us to, you know, go, go, go have some wine, go, go get that beer when you're feeling down. And, that's not what we should be doing. We should be saying, this is, I need to feel this. I need to process this. And then that actually enhances the higher emotions of love and happiness and joy and all those kinds of things. Because if you suppress one set, you, you're suppressing the other set as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, when you talk about the natural order of things, it just leads me into thinking about chaos is not that. Like, so the definition of chaos being a random, unexpected, out of order, surprising, uh, too much. And when you think about the natural order of things involves emotions, and yet we seem to get chaos out of like, even if somebody seems to be having an emotion, like, oh my goodness, she's starting to cry. 
And that, yeah, it's become that that disrupts this natural order of pretending everything's okay. Mm -hmm. and, and so I really appreciate uh, your message. That's a great observation because a lot of times we, well, because we have emotions and that's how humans connect is through our emotions. And so when somebody starts to laugh, we start to laugh. Well, when somebody starts to cry, we that also pulls on our emotions and we may want to cry with them. Or if we're not in tune with that part of ourselves, it makes us horribly uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so you're right. That's where the, oh my gosh, this person's crying. What do I do? And then the flip side of that is because we've been taught that crying is, you know, we're taught very early, right? When we're little, it's like, don't cry. And we are shamed about our crying. And yet it is more beneficial for us to cry than to laugh. And we're told laughing is the best medicine, but actually crying is far more beneficial for our body, bodies and purging. But, you know, people start to apologize when they start crying. Nobody mm -hmm. ever apologizes when they start to laugh. Uh, well, that's not true unless you're really laughing in an inappropriate situation. Right. You might, but you know what I mean. Most people who start to cry will go, Oh, I'm so sorry. You know, and why? Why are you sorry? So, yeah, mm -hmm. that's kind of what I do is try and elevate people's knowledge of emotions and kind of look at them a little bit differently and, and say, yeah, that's not something you need to be apologizing for. That's something you need to be embracing. There's a reason, there's a reason why you're having that emotional reaction and you need to listen to it. Right. Emotions are the thing that gives you information about what's going on with you. And then it also gives information to other people about what's going on with you. So it, so emotions are really highly underrated. I completely agree with you. Of course, yeah. being a therapist, we're all about the emotional health of people. Mm -hmm. So uh, again, well, so what are the things in this world that are causing people different emotions? I, I have uh, some, I just Googled chaos today and oh my gosh, all this stuff came up, right? That's going on in our world, which I think I was aware of, but I wasn't aware that all of it's happening uh, at one time. But uh, from what you've seen in people and in your world and your life, what sort of emotions are people facing today? Wow. We, well, we're kind of on emotional overload. Uh, it seems like we, and like you said, we're being hit from so many different directions right now that it is very frightening uh, to most people because they aren't used to, like, like we've talked about, they're not used to dealing with hearts, the hard stuff. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have that in the alignment, you know, with, with who you are, then it is going to make things even worse. And I think that's why our suicide rate is epidemic right now as well. Uh, people just can't handle it. And there are so many emotions. And I think the biggest one is fear. Yeah. Uh, and then of course, grief. Uh, grief right now, and not just loss of people, but the loss of how things have been, <laughs> just in general, you know, not being able to go to a restaurant. You know, we, we have so much social interaction around 
getting together for drinks or getting together for food uh, and to have that taken away and, and to not be able to be with, be with each other. Uh, I think that COVID and this, this pandemic has shown us just how much we want to be connected to each other. And we don't, we, I don't think we really realized how much we miss touching and hugging and, and being in each other's company. And so there's that loss. And again, lots of people are losing family members or friends, um, mm -hmm. just huge numbers. I, I, just every single day I seem to hear of a friend or somebody I know who has lost somebody in their family and, and jobs and how we used to work and how we used to go to school and educate. I mean, there is so much change right now. <laughs> and then you add to that, you know, global warming and and all the storms and all the weather and all the I, I, there is a lot to be have emotions about right now yeah <laughs> a lot <laughs> so yeah yeah i when you said a lot of people are afraid and then mm -hmm. the number one emotion that you talked about is fear and yeah, I think a lot of people are afraid. They may not understand that that's what they're experiencing, mm -hmm. but I see a lot of people afraid and then they're defending against that fear somehow. And defenses are my specialty area to actually go into as far as like how you defend against emotions and, and how you break down those defenses. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I have to agree with you that fear is probably rampant right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And fear of the unknown, you know, everything, it's like the apple cart has been completely turned upside down and people just don't know, they don't know what's next. And from day to day, you know, a new variant comes out or this or that, and we're getting so much misinformation. We're getting information, but we're also getting misinformation. So it's really hard to know, you know, what do you believe? So it, it, it's just everything, everything that has then normal to us is just kind of gone. <laughs> so we're kind of like, whoa. So yeah, there's a lot of fear, a, a lot of fear of the unknown and what's next and all of that good stuff. Yeah, you answered my question before I asked it. It was, what are we afraid of? And you really did peg it with the unknown. Like we don't know what's gonna happen next and that freaks us out. <laughs> Even though we really don't have control over anything and we sort of have this little uh what's the word fantasy that we do <laughs> we really don't and i think what's happening right now is we are being shown ah, yeah see you don't have control over everything and that's why it's really important to process your emotions because there is a lot of fear and there is a lot of anxiety but there's also a lot of joy and there's a lot of opportunity right now. And that's kind of where I come from. It's like, okay, yeah, there's all this stuff going on, but there's also a lot of hope and there's a lot of a lot of opportunity for changes and improvement and doing things a little bit better because we haven't been really mm -hmm. doing things all that great in our humanity. So this is a this is a phenomenal opportunity if we choose to take it. 
And and when you think about uh, if you could just ask whenever you start to feel scared, you could ask yourself that question. What's the opportunity here? Mm -hmm. Um, I understand that the folks in Kentucky who had the, you know, the tornado recently and uh, all the damage that it did, that it's kind of hard when you're in survival mode to get there to where what's the opportunity here? Because there's just so much damage. So there's the folks in Kentucky, but then there's people like me in Washington state and you in Colorado who are seeing this. And I don't know, all kinds of thoughts might come up for you about natural disasters. In fact, we started this talk about that natural sort of like, where's the snowpack? Come on now, TikTok, right? TikTok, um, TikTok, right. Yeah. right. When's it gonna come? Uh, is my water supply gonna be in danger? Uh, it, it's the fear of the unknown. And so sometimes we are facing that and how we cope with it. I guess, do we embrace and lean into the fear then? Absolutely. We don't have any choice. In my opinion, the more that you can process it, talk about it, get it out in the open, the less power it's going to have. If you, mm-hmm. if you keep it inside and let it fester, uh, then, you know, you, your anxiety level goes up and it's really bad for you physically as well. To, I, I personally choose not to live in fear. Doesn't mean I'm not afraid. Of course I am. I'm human, just like everybody else. I don't know if the planet's going to explode tomorrow or, you know, whatever natural disaster. But there's also a part of being able to say, yes, this is fearful. However, I'm choosing not to live in fear. I'm choosing to not let that rule my life right now. Because like we just mentioned, there are opportunities out there. Some people are having their best years ever in their businesses. And they're, you know, to me, it's all about adaptability and being able to be flexible, change. Uh, If you cannot, if you remain rigid and stuck in the past, then you're going to have a much harder time, much harder. Because right now we are in incredible flux on every level internally and externally. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah. I I remember that concept of flexibility being illustrated uh, by with a a rubber band and a pencil, like a pencil is, is rigid and inflexible Mm -hmm. and you can't get it into a box, right? You just can't, but you can get a rubber band into a box because it's flexible. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I love that analogy. I'm amazed that I remembered it. It was so long ago when it was presented to me. And I remember a clinician friend of mine used to have a pencil and a rubber band in her office to illustrate just that point. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a good point. Yeah. Well, okay. So then if we are embracing being afraid, I'm just remembering when I grew up back in California in the Bay Area, back in the 70s, when the Zodiac Killer was around, there was the East Area Rapist, there was the Tylenol Scare, there was all of these things happening in my world when I was maybe about like seven or eight years old. And I would try and talk to my parents about how afraid I was. And then I got labeled a worry wart. And so, yeah, so I'm wondering what the environment can do for people who, so if, if we if we go with your concept of embracing our emotions, 
uh, talking about them, processing them, but other people just don't want to acknowledge us or, or label us worrywart, um, then what what is it that we can ask our environment to do for us when we are scared? Well, you know, and and you you bring up a point here that it could be a totally different podcast, but you know, <laughs> as children, we are conditioned, right? Just like my point earlier about being a crybaby, if you start to cry. And, and, and those are all ways that we are conditioned to shut our emotions down. So here you are trying to be open about your feelings when you're a child and your parents don't, well, they don't know what to say to you. That's the problem right there. It was the, it's their, their stuff that they don't know what to say. They're probably fearful too. They're worried too. So they project that onto you. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we have, so as children, of course, we have nowhere else to go, although that's getting a little bit better with our educational systems and safe places and things like that to talk. But as, as adults, if we are around people who are constantly shutting us down, you're around the wrong people. And, and I, something that I, I had a near-death experience with COVID back in 2020, March. I was one of the early, early cases, 2020 in March. And since that time, I have, uh, it was an awakening for me personally. And one of the things that became really clear to me was I need to be around the right people in my life. And so since then, I have let go of relationships and friendships that were actually really toxic. And I didn't really see it. But that is a perfect example. If you're around people who are who are not supportive of your feelings and your emotions and can be there for you in that way, they're not the right people. Or they're at least people that you need to uh, limit how you feel because the truth of the matter is it's really important to talk and be open. Um, but also there's a lot of introspective stuff we can do. And another lesson that I got from my experience last year is the importance of stillness and being taking the time to really listen to what is going on inside of yourself because to me, that's our inner knowing inside of us. And we shut that down all the time. And that's what my TEDx talk was about, was a talk about how our negativity clouds our truth. Uh, and when we listen to all that negative self-talk and we all have it, you know, I'm not good enough or, you know, I can't do that. And we, we put stops on ourselves. If we can just stop listening to that, then it is amazing how much clarity comes in onto, into what we should be doing, who we should be, what our purpose is, if we just listen inside. So that environment that, that you talk about can, can actually be an inner environment that we make space for and that we embrace and that we nurture and cultivate because it all starts in here. And I know that sounds really tried and everybody says it, but it's so true. It all starts in here, where we come from and who we are and being in alignment with, with our purpose and us 
And then that ripple effect goes out into the world. And that's what I'm talking about when we are out of discombobulated here, that leads to discombobulation out there. And so that's why I'm an emotions advocate is I'm trying to get everybody to get calm in here <laughs> so we can be calm out there and maybe start solving some of our huge problems. Yeah. Wow. I love that because if we are centered, grounded, calm, however you, uh, you put it, it yeah. we're going to be able to project that outward and the fear is not going to be so great because we're, we're already taking care of our own stuff. Um, in, Correct. Inside. Yeah. Yeah, and that I, can be, and that I love that point you made. It it can be, and it means so many different things to different people. Some people it's meditation. Some people it's God. Some people it's you know Jesus. Some people it's the universe. It doesn't matter what you call it. Okay, mm -hmm. it's all the it, it's the same concept of of the inner knowing, because we have that ability if we just tap into it. And it takes a lot of discipline. It's hard to slow down. It's hard to leave the chaos. Uh, we get so wrapped up in it. And, and it just, it's like a river that just rushes us down in the, in the current. So it takes a lot of intentionality and mindfulness to, to say, okay, I need to just take a few minutes or, and it doesn't have to be hours and hours and meditation and music and, you know, all it just, it's just about shutting all your electronics off for five minutes and just give yourself a minute to just, okay, what feels good. And it is, it's about our feelings and being in touch because our feelings tell us so much that our feelings actually have the answers for us. We can, we can talk ourselves in or out of just about anything, but if we listen to our feelings, that's usually where the answer is. So we got to make time for it. Yeah, and you're illustrating what the basis of mind mind and body working together because we may feel something in our bodies and just ignore it. And mm -hmm. it really is giving us a lot of really good information about what's going on around us intuitively. We we could know, like, I'm feeling scared right now. Well, okay, is there something around to be scared of? Or how does this make sense that I'm scared? Yeah, we haven't run out of water yet, but we could because there's not the snowpack that there usually is. And mm -hmm. so it totally makes sense that you would be scared for that, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. But again, like you said, not knowing, but being but being aware of it is half the battle, and that prevents us from acting out or making decisions from places that we don't even understand because we haven't taken the time to figure it out. So yeah, I love that. I, you know, feeling is like you said, is so much power in that. So much power. So fear, and then there's also, you said, grief, because we as a people have lost so much and things are consistently changing, consistently changing, which is an interesting um, uh, sort of pairing of words there. Yeah. yeah. And so a lot of grief at, at some of the loss that we people have endured even since uh, March of, of 2020. Mm -hmm. And so if we go out there and say like, wow, I'm really feeling a sense of grief and loss, 
Um, you know, the typical person may feel very uncomfortable receiving that information uh, from us. And so again, the environment maybe needs to become more, uh, I don't know, emotionally intelligent and start to validate uh, other people when they have emotions. What do you think about that? Well, I, I agree with you. And I, my experience has been this, Tracy, uh, when you are open with how you feel, it is absolutely amazing how that will usually open somebody else up. And it's about being brave enough to really tell the truth, be honest about how you feel. And my experience has, has more than, I mean, probably 95% of the time people will be like, yes, oh yes, I feel the same way. And they're just so relieved that somebody has, you know, talked about the elephant in the room as opposed to being afraid to say anything. And if somebody shuts you down, just know that's about them. Um, I, I lost my husband 10 years ago and, and not only my husband, but I lost my house. I lost all my financial security at the same time with his death. And so I got, I got a pretty big hit and um, actually it was a huge hit. <laughs> it was a change one, but a anyway. <laughs> Don't understate <laughs> it. Don't understate yeah. it. It was a, a lot. lot of grief, a lot, a lot of a compound grief because I was grieving him. I was grieving the loss of my house. I was grieving the loss of my money. I mean, I was grieving all kinds of things. And it wasn't until I finally, and that's where all this comes from. It wasn't until I leaned into my emotions and stopped running from them and running in a way of being so busy that I couldn't think. Uh, talk about you know creating my own chaos so that I, I didn't have to think about all the hard stuff. But it wasn't until I was faced with it and really looked at it and just walked towards it and leaned into it that things actually started getting better. It's amazing. And that's, again, why I'm out. It's my mission is like, no, get out there and feel your feelings and, and deal with them. But my point is that because I had experienced so much loss, I was living other people's nightmares, you know, the worst, the worst possible scenario that they could think of. Right. And so a lot of the people who were not in an emotional, intelligent, intelligent place that you speak of, you know, they ran, they ran friendships that I didn't think could possibly end, you know, just gone. And yet, but other people came in that I least expected and I think you'll find your listeners are probably out there, the ones that have experienced this and, and it can happen during divorce. Uh, you know, people, you, you lose friends, you don't expect to lose. Same thing with death. Uh, and so it's about finding the people who are willing to walk the walk with you and they will come. The people who understand how hard, how, you know, how hard it is to deal with emotions and aren't afraid to deal with their own emotions. Because if we deal with our own emotions, then we can deal with the emotions of other people. It's the people who are running away. They're, they're not, and it took me a long time to realize it was not personal. It wasn't me. It was them. They couldn't handle their own emotions about what I was going through. So, you know, they're not handling their emotions about what they're going through, you know? So it's, um, it's about being around the right, finding your, 
your peeps, I guess, mm-hmm. <laughs> that are going to be support. And, and there's a ton of groups out there. There's grief groups and there's people who are more enlightened than other people. And if you are tired of being around the people who can't support you in your emotional journey, go find the people who will. They're out there. Absolutely, they are. Yeah. So when you ask yourself, where's the opportunity here? It may just be that the opportunity is to find these new people, your your peeps, and, <laughs> and be able to find some more emotionally intelligent people. So, and I think you just may have explained ghosting, you know, ghosting that thing, or I left you on red or whatever is because we can't handle our own emotions that are coming up within ourselves about what you are going through. So we ghost you or we leave you on red. Right, exactly. It's exactly what's going on. And people take it personally and they shouldn't because it's about that person. It's about their inabilities, not yours. Yeah. And when we talk about that, uh, that whole concept, uh, I want to get into anger because that there's a lot of anger going on out there as well. That's another emotion that I see. I see it a lot in social media uh, as well. Uh, when you think about people rejecting out of anger, the cancel culture, all that stuff uh, and the crime that goes on um, out there. Uh, yeah. So anger as an emotion is an interesting one, right? Obviously like all the emotions, anger makes sense. And um, and yet it's, it's one of those ones that's termed a negative emotion. Like you shouldn't be angry. Uh, right. What do you tell your your peeps uh, about <laughs> anger? What, what kind of wisdom do you have to offer us about, about anger as an emotion and embracing well, anger? Well, you know, anger is a very, it's one of our most powerful uh, emotions. It is an incredible motivator, mm-hmm. but, it, but unharnessed like anything else, it can be very destructive. Uh, I try to encourage people to use their anger as motivation to change, to make a change. Uh, it anger is a great storyteller. It's telling you all kinds of information, but it's what you do with that information. And I think that again, what we were talking about the chaos of people being so angry and not knowing what to do with their angry anger, they, they express it really inappropriately, like going and shooting other people. That's like, no, no, right. no, don't do that. <laughs> but yeah, it, anger is one of the emotions that we absolutely need to process because it is a very powerful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if we don't process our anger and turn it inward, then that's, where depression comes from. Depression is just anger, unprocessed anger turned inward. Uh, And then of course we have uh, depression causes all kinds of issues as well. Um, Mm -hmm. Of course, the worst being, uh, you know, people hurting themselves or hurting other people. Yeah. Right. And you, and you have, and you have that energy, like you said, it, anger gets things done and it's a very driven emotion. So yeah, if, if it's unharnessed like that wild Mustang in the, in the wild, right. It's just, it's right. got so much power. Uh, but if it was actually harnessed, well, it could do, I, I don't know, it could move a ton of wrecks maybe who knows. Yeah. What, what, oh, what I get my, when I'm angry, my house gets so clean. <laughs> Ah. I've talked to a lot of people 
who do that too. You know, they're like, uh, oh yeah, I can relate. I just need to scrub something. I need to scrub yeah, something. <laughs> yeah, but the point being is that anger can be processed in a positive way. Uh, and again, we could do a whole show on that, but it has to be expressed. It just, it, it, because again, if it's bottled down and it's pushed down, it's just going to fester and get, get bigger and bigger and more powerful. So if it's mm -hmm. expressed, then we can start processing and getting through it and understanding why we're angry. And again, anger is also a byproduct of fear. So a lot of, you know, when last year, when we had all the riots and things, people were so bottled up by fear of the pandemic. That was just an incredible, very destructive release of that fear that produced the anger of being out of control and not, you know, we, not knowing what to do. So yes, we, it is really important to address all those things. Uh, and again, it starts with inside and saying, okay, I know I'm angry. What am I angry about? And trying to get to the bottom of it and then finding the right people, whether it's a therapist, whether it's a group of like-minded people, whether it's your family, whether it's a really trusted friend, you know, somebody who you know is receptive and safe and you can talk to about how you're feeling. Because again, like I said, that is how we connect as humans and we can be there for each other. We really can. Even through our anger, for sure, Even right? Yeah, with, with anger, I always like to explain it as it's something is in the way of an important goal that you have or somebody's hurting you or somebody that you care about or shaming you in some way. And the, so anger comes up in the appropriate ways. And fear is like, I think the base emotion of when, when anger kind of covers that fear up, like I don't want to be afraid, so I'm going to be angry instead. But the problem is, is with crime and with some of the things that are going on in the world and how we're treating each other, people aren't actually obeying these rules of expressing anger, which is don't hurt yourself, don't hurt anybody else, don't break the law, don't damage property. And when you keep those four rules of anger in mind, then it doesn't become a danger to somebody else or yourself in the process. Well, and I think that's it's so telling how out of whack we are with our emotions and that had, had we had systems in place, say, even as early as grade school learning, you know, have a class on emotional intelligence. What do we do with our emotions instead of pretending like, like they don't exist or that they're not important or that they're not an integral part of our being, that's kind of what our society has done to date. And guess what? It doesn't work. We need to change it. We need to do something different. And my viewpoint is we need to learn to embrace them, process them, 
Because if we were all that way, then it would it would be so easy. It would be so easy to come up to somebody and say, you know, I'm angry. And the other person would be intelligent enough to say, oh, okay, tell me about that. Why are you angry? And, and then you have this really, you know, great productive conversation. The anger dissipates. Everybody's on board. Everybody knows what's up. And poof, you go on instead of you know, all this angst that our society has. And you're right, it's coming out. It's coming out everywhere. Crime and hate and racism and sexism. And oh my gosh, the list is, is you know, so long, it's ridiculous. So we, we have not been doing, we have not been doing it right. We need to make some changes. We need to ch- change how we look at how we deal with our emotions because that's yeah. our baseline. That, that is absolutely our baseline as humans. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and what you're talking about is energy release. So your your energy gets released, but mm-hmm. if it's released in a way that, yeah, you're you're lashing out against yourself or others or verbally, physically, whatever, mm-hmm. then, you know, you're, you're not really accomplishing anything productive. There are ways to release energy. I always like to say I have a couple of boxing gloves I like to bang together uh, when I can set it upright. I have a, um, a baseball bat that I can whack against a bunch of pillows like these loud. These pillows right here are really super loud because they're kind of leathery, you know, so it makes a nice noise. Or go out and chop some wood or clean or mow the lawn or the yard or or do something yeah, prune yeah, a bunch I, of trees if you really want to be destructive go to a rage room that's what they're for you know yeah. uh absolutely there's a need and you're right it's all about energy of course everything mm-hmm. is energy and our energy and our emotions are no different and and as we talked about before we got on uh the podcast it's fiber. It's all about vibration and that some of the emotions have higher vibrations, love being the highest. And I think fear is the lowest. I, I can't yes. remember. Fear yeah. is the lowest. lowest. Love is the highest. Highest. Yeah. Right. So it is, it's all about energy and, and the energy that's the energy waves that we're sending out. And, and you're absolutely right. We have to release that energy, but there mm. are productive appropriate ways to do it. And we've lost sight of that. We absolutely have. Mm -hmm. Well, as we work toward the higher vibrations um, of emotions, um, I love what this conversation is going because it can go up. Uh, in the the higher vibrational uh, like joy and love, sometimes people are hesitant to even express like I'm really feeling great right now. I'm really feeling happy. I, I certainly know that that was true for me when I was a little girl. Whenever I would be excited or happy about something, somebody was mad because I was making too much noise, right? Um, and so sometimes we learn to defend against happiness. And when happiness does come and joy does come, we kind of scrunch it down, or we think the other shoe's going to drop or whatever we end up thinking. Um, But how we can safely move up the emotional ladder toward joy, happiness, and and love, I don't know if you can speak to that, but boy, that would be a treasure if you could at least uh, say some words about it. Okay, yes. Well, again, that's kind of what my TEDx talk was about. If we can let go of the negativity that we feed ourselves, that that alone is an incredible step to reaching higher up uh, into that vibrational 
zone of the of the higher vibrating emotions. And I talked about how when I I called it my field trip, my my near death field trip. Uh, what I saw on the other side was just all this unbelievable love. And I, after this experience, truly believe that we come from love and we return to love. And therefore, we have it in us to be extraordinarily loving beings, but we let all the all the negativity get in the way. And I have a resource about trying to let go of that negativity, being more self-accepting, not judging ourselves. Like I mentioned earlier, the stillness, getting in touch with that inner knowing, that beautiful, peaceful, loving part of ourselves that's inside of us that really holds our answers. Um, and gratefulness, forgiveness, all those kinds of journeys. Uh, and like you said, exercise. I mean, there's so many things that we can do to raise our vibration closer and closer to joy and happiness. But again, it takes being mindful, being intentional, and being aware of what we're doing and what we're thinking and, mm -hmm. and shifting that. And, and it doesn't have to be overnight. It doesn't have to be this jarjankuan uh, shift in our lives. It can be a little bitty, little bitty thing you do every day. Maybe you just take two minutes in the morning and write down five things that you're grateful for. And it can be as easy as I'm grateful for the roof over my head. I'm grateful for the sheets on my bed. You know, just little things. But that starts changing the neural pathways in our brain and shifts them towards positivity instead of negativity. So there's all kinds of things you can do. Yeah, I'm thinking of an analogy. Uh, a lot of times when people are talking, I think of these wild things. And I think I've thought of this before, but if you want a nice lush green lawn, you're going to have to give it some seeds. So that's the positivity, right? But then you're also going to have to pull out some of the weeds, right? If you don't want, so those are the negative thoughts. And both are very intentional. Both are very like, oh, I'm noticing that there's some dandelions in my lawn. I think I will go out there and remove them. Same thing as I'm noticing a thought that isn't serving me and appears to be negative in nature about myself, not helpful. I'm going to work with that thought or use Teflon mind to kind of usher it gently out of the pan of my brain into another place. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so it, it, it does both. It, so you're, you're saying put in positivity and take out the negativity. Um, and then obviously the emotions that come up, they're neither good, bad, right or wrong. They're just there. They just, they're there to give us information. Exactly. That's why I don't like that we've labeled anger and fear and all those negative emotions. They're not negative. They're necessary. They're all necessary because we got to have the good with the bad in order to be complete. And people need to realize that. And that trying to, like I said, numb or run away from the things that we consider negative really don't serve us at all.
we need all of it. We need all of it to be complete. And this is uh, Vivian's mantra of embrace (laughs) all emotions, embrace them all, like lean into them, lean into them. Embrace them all. (laughs) Absolutely true. Awesome. It's not easy. I'm not saying it's easy. It's just really necessary if we want to be our highest and best selves. Absolutely. Well, let's talk a little bit about your website and some of the products and services that you have to offer, Vivian. Uh, So this is a VivianCobbsSpeaking.com, which is her website. Uh, We're going to go ahead and share the screen right now so that we can can look at the, uh, the actual website itself. And okay. Here we go. There it is. There you are. So where are you in that picture right now, uh, Vivian? Uh, I this um, There is an event in Colorado Springs once a month. Uh, it's uh, storytelling and I'm up there telling a story and it's held at the comedy club. <laughs> I'm not doing comedy. Uh, I'm actually telling um, a story. I'm actually talking about my uh, my near death experience in that speech there. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, um, I speak to audiences uh, all over and talk about I, I again embracing your emotions, but in in the light of giving hope and inspiration. Uh, organizations hire me to uplift their employees because like, like we've mentioned, things are kind of harsh right now. And I've come through a lot. I've got a lot of stories. I've been through a lot. So I, I have this resilience about me that people like to hear about. And so that's part of my presentation as well. Nice. Uh, Vivian has an amazing ability to captivate an audience and keep everyone engaged when she is speaking. Look at you go. (laughs) And then you scroll down a little bit further here. It talks about the TEDx Manitou Springs talk. And that was the one where you talk about your near-death experience. Is that right? That is correct. And Negativity Clouds Truth is the name of the speech. And it has not been released yet. It should come out uh, end of January, early February. Yeah. Yeah. Well, great. Uh, You know, when we get the link out, if you could send that to me, I can update the show notes for this. And so that we can have that link so people can actually see it. How do you think it went? How did the TED Talk go? It went really well. It was very well received. My, I, I had audiences, members come up to me after and just crying and grateful and saying how much it meant to them to hear that message. So I, I have really high hopes that the message will really hit home for a lot of people. Yeah, Again, I love TED Talks. Of, yeah. Oh, good. Good. I, yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, I, I love this. <laughs> Yeah. 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 So then you, you also have, uh, so you are booked for both virtual and in-person speaking engagements. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Yep. I spoke to AT&T employees and I did it virtually. Yeah. I've got a little studio kind of, I've got my lighting and yeah. So I'm set up for that as well. Yeah. Good deal. And so that's your typical speech that you do, uh, the keynote speech speech that you Mm -hmm. learning to dream through the nightmare, which, you know, a lot of the, the, the world right now thinks that we're in a nightmare. Yes. (laughs) 
<laughs> yes, this was when I first came up with this keynote, I was just talking about my personal nightmares, but you're right. It's kind of gone global, but we all, you know, we all have stories and difficult times that we have to get through. And, and again, it's, it's very healing for us to hear each other's stories. We connect that way and we can empathize and sympathize with each other. And, and it's a way of healing. Absolutely, it is. And then um, you, you mentioned I'm an author. I've authored two coloring books because coloring as an adult is a very meditative, meditative thing to do. Uh, and one of my, color, my coloring books it paired went with my TEDx talk. Uh, it's called Negativity Clouds to Truth, and it's also a journal. Uh, and yeah, so that's been really fun. I've gotten great feedback on those. And I'm also a co-host of a radio show, uh, that, that airs in, um, the UK about eight or nine countries right now. So just kind of spreading the message as best I can, because I think we need to hear it as humans. We just need, we need support right now. We need to support each other. And like you mentioned, all we see are the really bad things going on, but there are so many good things going on as well. And we can be here for each other. And that's that's the message I'm spreading. Absolutely. And I'm so glad that you're here because that's kind of we're on parallel paths when you think about it. That's my also my mission is to be able to help people to have the resources to calm their internal and external chaos. Yes, and, um, right. I, I did want to take some time to share the coloring book here. I was able to pull sure. that up. A sure. set of your coloring books. Uh, what is all this about? <laughs> well, uh, the little the little book on this uh, on the left there, this receptacle, that is a book I wrote 30 years ago and just had it on the shelf. Thinking of it as a, an inner child, <laughs> an inner child book, because it talks about, I came from a traumatic uh, childhood and it talks about the conditioning that we take on as children and then one day we sort of figured out that not all that junk that we have absorbed is ours. And so we start pitching out what we know is not really good for us. And then we see ourselves in a different way. So that's what the receptacle is about. And then the other one, uh, again, is the one I wrote to go with my TEDx talk. My talk is called Negativity Clouds Truth, but it's also a journal on the left-hand page. You can write things down, I have prompts, and then you can color on the right-hand page. Uh, and it's just a, an, another way to, like I said, take that stillness time maybe, uh, think about things and just kind of go within. And coloring has been really shown as a fantastic thing for adults to do. Who knew, right? <laughs> Goodness, I love coloring and I do have one of those journals. It doesn't have prompts though. A lot of people like journals with prompts about what to think about or what to write about. So that's a good feature for the Negativity Clouds Truth yeah. book journal. Yeah, yeah so awesome. uh, you can go on my uh, website and order them if you want and I will mail them to you. 
That is so cool. I was going to ask you if they were available on your website and they are. So it's, I know that the, what I clicked on was a free, like enter a contest through Facebook, but you can also, if you're interested in ordering them. Just order yeah, them I did. Website. I did have a contest on Facebook and, and I that had a drawing and that lady has gotten her books, but yes, if you want to buy, purchase them, they're on my website. And I also have a, a free gift from Vivian.com and you can get some resources that we talked about, um, cry, you know, crying, leaning into crying. I'm, I'm very much an advocate of crying. Uh, that's what helped me heal through all the grief when I was going through that massive amount of grief. Uh, crying really helped. Uh, so yeah, if you want to sign up for that, it's free. Just send me your email and boom, you'll get the resource pages and you can read a little bit more about what you can do to calm your inner chaos. Awesome. Awesome. Well, this is again, the website name, viviancobbspeaking.com and check out her blog. Her blog is also on the website. I tried to pull it up earlier and um, when I was trying to pull up the coloring book, but uh, so you might've gotten a bit of a peek at it. So you keep yourself very busy, don't you? I do. <laughs> I really do. I love it though. I love And don't I forget, love embrace all emotions. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> All of them. Yes, it's been such a joy having you on the show today. So my vibe, hopefully your vibrational frequency went from fear to joy as we've been talking and, um, and every emotion makes sense and they all should be embraced, right? <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah. delightful to be on your show, Tracy. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, it was great having you and you take care out there, uh, whatever you do. And hopefully you get some snow soon. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Calming the Chaos podcast. If the information in this podcast has been helpful, please consider subscribing and share it with your friends. You can find this podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Music, Spotify, and on YouTube. You can also go to our podcast website at www.calmingthechaospodcast.com, where you can listen to all Calming the Chaos podcasts. Thanks so much for listening, and I look forward to sharing my next podcast episode with you. In the meantime, take care.